Hey there, fellas. It's uh, Muddy Zach. Well, yeah, you can just call me Zach. Um, you're listening to this on Monday. This is the first episode of Thinking Out Loud, my show on Source Radio. Uh, first of all, I'd like to, you know, apologies because it should have been up Saturday. Well, that's what I announced that it was coming out on Saturday. But what basically happened was was in quite a rush to get to the studio on Friday and I forgot to bring my hard drive with me. So after the show was over, I was like, okay, what can I do? Uh, let me just upload it to Google Drive and then download it when I get home, blah, blah, blah. So uploaded it, all seemed to go fine. When I got home, however, it was, um, it wasn't letting me download it. It, it was just coming up as corrupted every time I tried to download it. So, um, I'm not, well, I wasn't able to get my hands on the file until I got back into the studio today, which is Monday, because it wasn't open during the weekend. So, I did learn from that, obviously, you know, I think trying to put the show up on SoundCloud the very next day is a little bit, um, it's limiting, because there was a lot of things I forgot about, you know, because obviously I work weekends, I forgot about that. I mean, I got home at like 7 o'clock on Saturday. I literally ran upstairs to try and edit it. And then it was just corrupted. So, from now on, the new schedule is live show Friday, obviously. Can't really change that. And then the edited show is going to go up on Mondays. It gives, so it gives me the whole weekend to work on it, you know, edit it properly. Because I'd like the SoundCloud version to be more kind of more like a podcast to be honest like a lot more refined it's there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of edits it's more like a best of than the actual live show because the live show is what it is it speaks for itself and then the soundcloud version is it's the refined version so you know cut out all the fluff maybe add some effects in here and there um so yeah so that's that um in regards to the first episode uh you know, just I want to talk about the feedback that I received from it a little bit. Pretty positive, you know, from a lot of people. I pretty much received the feedback that I thought I was going to receive on it in terms of like the issues, because obviously it was far from perfect, which is how I thought it would go. You know, there's things that you can't really account for. Like, uh, I have, I had like an intro theme and I wanted to play some like clips during the show, but, um, I couldn't get the AUX working, stuff like that. The topics, I didn't research them enough to the point where the show maybe at first seemed a bit all over the place in terms of the topics and whatnot. But in future, that's going to change. There's going to be a lot more facts, a lot more, a lot more structured discussion than just two people going back and forth because that can get a bit tiresome to listen to over an hour. It can be a bit draining and it's not easy to do it took a lot for me to get through that um so yeah so the show's gonna get better every week you know that's what i'm saying the um the call-ins i'm gonna be getting uh, like a specific call-in phone with its own number pretty soon and it's gonna have specific call-in topics because you know with an open discussion which is the show is based off it can go any place really quickly so with the calling topics it's going to be just one topic every week so when people are calling in they already know what to talk about they don't have to try and think on their feet while they're on the phone um yeah so this is just a little part that's going to go at the front 
of the actual live shows, you know, guys, I'm recording this before the show. I mean, after the first show. Um, and I wanted to just give you like a little behind the scenes type thing in apologies for the delay. So you're going to get like an extra, I don't know, five, ten minutes um, on top of the, the actual show. So um, something I didn't really cover in the show, which I, I, I'm going to add in here. So for all you special SoundCloud listeners, um, I'm going to talk about how I actually like, got into podcasting. Because I'm pretty sure on the actual show I just mentioned like I've always liked podcasts and I've always liked the radios. But I didn't really give specific stories because... As most of you may know, I there I did do a podcast for quite a while. Um, so let me just tell this story. So this goes back to uh, late 2013, early 2014, because it was right before my birthday when we started. And um, you know, if you know anything about me, you know I've always been like a I don't know. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like common room comedian, kind of. I, I used to say things just to get advice out of people. I was young and mature. That's just what I did. And I would always, you know, be loud in the common room and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. And then my close friend Tariq, he, he would always say to me, like, oh, Zach, you need to do stand-up comedy. Now, I'm a big comedy fan, and I respect what they do. And there's no way I could have ever done that. So every time he would say something, I'd just brush it off, brush it off. Um, so obviously, at this point, I'd been listening to podcasts for a while. They weren't really how they are today at that point. They were more like just news or very niche topics, like specific things. Um... And then Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz um, started a podcast called Brilliant Idiots, where they pretty much did what you know me what I was doing in the common room for for however long at that point, just talking rubbish, but kind of making sense about it. And that really resonated with me. And I was like, hold on, I can do this. Like it's literally just talking into a microphone, and the discussions and conversations they were having, I was having with my friends all the time so I remember the next time Tariq asked me oh I should do stand-up I said I'm not doing stand-up but I'll do this and um you know podcasts were n- obviously there were UK podcasts around but I'm talking about like in the I-, I hate to use the word but like the urban side of things I mean literally the very first episode of the podcast I explain what a podcast is in fact, I'm going to throw that clip in right here. I know in England, podcasts aren't really a thing. So you lot might be like, what is this? It's like a long song. Where do I listen to this? <laughs> so you heard that. I literally had to explain what a podcast is so that people understood it. Um, you know, I'm just saying that's how early it was in like the urban scene. And then me and, me and Tariq just went at it for 20 minutes. And that was fun. You know, like the second episode, we literally recorded the back of a friend's car. And... um. We continued that for, I don't know, I want to say three, four months, maybe. It's a few episodes I have to check. And, um, you know, exams, life gets in the way. We miss one week. Okay, we're going to move to doing it every two weeks. Okay, let's move to doing one podcast a month. And, you know, and then, like, my ambitions got really lofty. Like, I was buying cameras. I had, like, four microphones at one point. I was like, yeah, we're going to make the first ever 4D podcast. Like, I got a bit you know, into deep, and it's just, I'd get home with, like, eight video files and 16 different audio clips to try and edit, and it just, I lost the root, you know, the root of it is just microphone and talking, and, and I lost that, and then everything just got along, I went away to uni, Tariq never went, 
So things just got lost in the process. Um, and then lastly, I tried to do I tried to do it on my own. It didn't it didn't pop because I don't have an audience. Like that was kind of the good thing about it is that uh, we could do the talking and Tariq could do the promotion because he had quite a Twitter following and whatnot. So yeah, so that that's really the story about how I got into podcasting. Um, but now it's kind of migrated to radio. Obviously, I still like to podcast. If this radio show pops off, I'll definitely be starting a podcast based off it, most likely. Um, but it is quite different actually because when you're live, you're live. You're just going. But with this, it's like if this goes wrong, I can easily stop it and start again. I mean, you don't know how many times when I was doing the podcast with Tariq, like there were each episode was about at least two, three, four takes. And I mean, like, half an hour we talk and then I'd just be like, no, nah, this ain't going. And I'd delete it all and we'd start again. But when you're on the radio, you just have to keep going. But, yeah. Hope you enjoyed this little um extra bit I just threw in there for you. It might be a bit boring. Sorry about that. But now let's get into the very first episode of Thinking Out Loud. And um, the next episode will be up Fridays, 7 till 8 p.m. on Source Radio. You can listen to it on the Mixler app. Mixler. Mixler. So it's hard to say these things. I have a, a list. Just download the Mixler app. So it's M-I-X-L-R. And um, give it a listen. Get back to me with some feedback. I'll see you on Friday. Peace out. Alright guys. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud. My name is Zach. Some of you may know me as Modest Zach. Some of you may know me as Senor Mañana, Don Bilingue. These words, they stretch across the globe. Um, Got a couple of questions that I need to get in, or that I need to answer first before we start the show. Actually, before anything, let me just introduce my good friend Connor Young. He's sitting in today. Say hi. Hi everyone. Good evening. And then um, my housemate Kevil's in the background, so feel free to chime in. You know, something tickles your fancy. All right, so, also the topic of the day is parental techniques. That's what we're going to be talking about during this illustrious hour. Um, but as I said, first of all, I've got the intro because it's episode one. So I've got to talk about myself. Who is Modest Sack? What makes me tick? Well, uh, I've always had, you know, a, a penchant for, for just talking, talking rubbish, really. Uh I used to do a podcast a few years ago. A, f- a few of you may have heard it, you know, a few of you may have not. But it, although that stopped, I still had the, what's the word I'm looking for? Passion, desire. There we go. I still had the passion, the desires, a burning fire right here in my belly. And um, spoke to a few people because I was like, I wasn't really the, the marketing guy. Like, I don't have Twitter followers, really. I'm not really a big guy for Twitter and whatnot. So uh, I didn't really know where to go, because if I did a podcast... I did the podcast last year, but it didn't really gain no traction. Um, and then someone suggested radio, because obviously when you're coming to radio, you already have the audience there, and you're just talking to to all of them. And, um, you know, it, it resonated with me, because I remember when I was a kid, uh, I was about nine, ten years old, I used to have this CD player. Of, um, you know, this was before like everyone had iPhones and whatnot. And 
if I wasn't able to listen to the music at night, because, you know, obviously my parents didn't want me to do that, I was allowed to listen to the radio at low volume. So I used to listen to LBC 97.3, London's Biggest Conversation. They've actually changed it to Leading Britain's Conversation now. I used to listen to that at night, all through the night. I remember calling up one time um, to talk about the Fox bands, even though I, I had no idea what, what it was. You remember when they banned Fox hunting, Connor? No. Don't, that's why Foxes are everywhere now. Oh, so then, so they, it used so to be, yeah. Used to ban, so it was banned. Yeah, it was like I want to say 2011. Don't quote me on that, but um, yeah, fox hunting is banned. That's that's why foxes are, you know, they're about as common as a pigeon nowadays. Yeah, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. So um, yeah. So what 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 I'm trying to say is that radio is something that um, it's always been an interest of mine, and uh, you know, it drifted to podcasts when I got older. But now we're bringing it on home. We're bringing it on home. So, what are the aims of this show? That's that's a big, big one as well because you've got to have a reason to listen, of course. And um, the aim of thinking out loud is pretty much that, really. Uh, I I want to just push conversation forward. I mean, people don't really talk about a lot of things nowadays when we should be. There, there's so many conversations to have, and I feel like people aren't really as plugged in as they as they used to be because we're we we give so much attention to to non-important issues and you know you can talk all day about that when there's real stuff going on that needs to be put forward um but that's one of the aims of the show is to push the envelope of conversation if you will uh another one is obviously i I study history and politics don't get me wrong that that doesn't make me an expert but i feel like um i probably know more than the average joe about politics and when when you know about politics it's one of those things where you're almost like, why Why is nobody interested in this? Because it's very important, it's how our country is run. And from what I can gather, it's not that people aren't interested, it's just not really, I mean, I don't want to say exciting, it's, it's not relatable. You know, when you, when you turn on some, some of these news networks or you read a, a broadsheet newspaper, it's never in layman's terms, so people, they look at it, it goes in one ear, out the other. But obviously... Uh, you know, I keep my ears to the streets, so I can I can take all that political you know um, jargon and spit it out in relatable terms. So that's another aim of the show. I want to make politics fun again, and uh, and I think that might be it. Yeah, in my notepad actually, <laughs> I wrote down ten to twenty minutes to talk about myself. Aim of the show. I burned through that in about four minutes. <laughs> It's gonna be well. I guess we'll just go right into it then. So the topic of today is parental techniques. Kids getting beats, licks. You know, I mean, it's got so many terms in so many different languages. And um, I want to talk about the impact of that. Now, what sparked this in my head as what I want to talk about was um, there's a video going around on Twitter a few days ago. It was this uh, little African kid. And basically, the context behind the video was that his mum had hit him. Um, he had done the thing that pretty much every kid has done at some point in their childhood and threatened to call the police. Except he actually called the police, which is a wrong move because when you call the police, they're going to take you away. And then a judge ruled that this kid had to be put in a foster home. Of course, this is not what the child wanted. So he ran away went back to his home, and that's where the video begins. 
And in the video, you can see this clearly distraught child um, being dragged out by the police out of his own home. And the police were trying to get the mother to help, you know, just to talk to him, whatever, get him off the bed and whatnot. But she was saying, why would I tell my son to go somewhere that he doesn't want to go? Which is a fair point. Um, was it a bit petty of her? Possibly. But let's have, let's have the conversation. Let's talk about the video first, Connor. Because you saw the video, right? Send it to you. I put it in the group chat. Um, you get the general gist of it. So do you feel like the police should have handled that differently? Mm, see, the thing is, it's a tough one because a lot of children get abused, like physical abuse from their parents and stuff. So right. it's like, I get why it's a serious issue, but it's like, I don't know, really. It's a, it's, it's a it's tough a, one. It's extreme. Like, the way it was handled was extreme. Like, yeah. I think I, it needs to be handled like that. I mean, the way the police were pulling on the child, that alone was kind of abuse. It's hard to watch, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to watch. And, um... You know, obviously, I was raised in a black household, Caribbean household, so I'm I'm not I'm not new to getting hit, but and I don't know. I mean, obviously, we don't really know what was going on behind closed doors in that house, but I'm gonna make the assumption that it was just normal beats. Yeah, it's a form of discipline. A form of a form of discipline. So, w- w- what what it? Because when I saw the video, it actually changed my mind. Because up until up until that, I was sternly on this um, beat your kids flex. But it, now, when you look at the society of today, and this, um, it's almost as if, because kids are being told in school now, if anything's going on at home, let us know. You have to report it. Yeah, you have to report it. And then, you know, even just a random, your neighbor might hear a kid crying one day and then gets reported. You've got to start to weigh up. Is it worth being beating your kids? I don't think so. Not you don't anyway. think so because there's so many um, precautions now. Like it's a lot easier to report it, and it's taken more seriously. Mm. So it's like I don't think the added risk of say disciplining your kid in that way. I don't think it's worth it. You don't think it's worth you it. Know, so like that kid, how he got taken away. It's like that's a likely possibility. And I feel like there is a. I mean, I'm not sure we're going we're gonna to have to look it up, but I feel like there's like a minimum period because once the judge rules that your child is to be put into care, the child can't just go, oh, I was just joking. Like, they actually look into it. They look into the household. So yeah. no matter what, you're going to be without the kid for a while. And that can kind of change the whole dynamic of a household. Like, yeah. Would you even want your kid back? <laughs> would you want your kid back? Obviously you want him back, but it's like you'll be disappointed. Yeah, it would be but disappointing. Like, soon, so you've done something wrong, and I've responded in that way. Maybe it might have not been a positive thing to do, mm. but you're there to report to authorities and get me in trouble. Yeah. When you're... In, in reality, you're in the wrong for doing something wrong. It's true. But, but when you try and break it down, it even sounds a bit, like, suspect. Like, if I was to go to my kid, listen, when I beat you... Don't tell no one. Yeah, that <laughs> just, it just <laughs> sounds bad. It sounds bad. But I honestly don't think anything bad comes out of beating them. Now, th- let, let's be clear now. There's a difference between beating your child and abusing your, your child. Um, because some, I mean, obviously some parents take it too far, you know, you know leave marks and, and all sorts. But 
when I think back on my childhood, because I was thinking about this the other day, I was I was beaten. Um, I wouldn't say more than average. Well, definitely, I deserved every beating I got. But I don't feel like it affected me in a negative way. Like I never, I don't ever once remember feeling like, wow, I need to actually get out of here. This is, this is like too much. Seriously. Like, I've never had that feeling of like being punished. Like as you're a kid and you're thinking, all right, so how am I going to run away? Like how am I going to get you out? You make all the threats, but yeah. then, you know, then you, you step out into that cold night. Yeah, it's just And not you're happening. like, you know, it's, it's, not it's, 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 not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the trade up. But, um, yeah, so you, so you were hit. Mm, not really. Like, not a lot really. less than most people. Like, I can count three times. Really? Three yeah, times? that's when I've done something really wrong. See, the thing is, my mum didn't do that like that. She was more like, I'll be punished by taking away something or an argument or... Boy, which, I mean. arguably, some people say it could be worse. Because, like, sometimes it's emotional, like, the way that I'm being punished. Mm. Like, that could be what considered worse than physical punishment. I used to get stuff taken away, but I still get hit. But, um, I don't know. Well, according to my older brother, I had it a lot easier than him. And he said he used to get hit all the time. So, but I'm, but, hmm, because when I'm thinking about it, I'm not too sure what I'll do with my child in particular. Uh, I probably will still hit him or her, but, I'm de- I'm definitely gonna have that voice in the back of my head, you know. Like, <laughs> is he gonna snitch or are they going to? I don't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't keep saying he because I don't know if it's gonna be a son. I don't think I'll. Do you that. don't think you will? No. What What if What if your wife was to hmm? like not tell you? That, hmm. That's the thing I would like to know. Like, I have to know. Like, you I have just to come agree home on the same ways to do deal with things. Yeah. So, but you just come it. home one day, and she's like, "He did this, this, this," and I clapped him. Is mm. that a problem? He, potentially, it depends the extent to how much, or to what she's done, basically. Yeah. Like, if the kid's got bruises and, like, it's <laughs> visible pain, like... She might have blacked out. That's... Uh, nah, that's, that can't run. Close the eyes and start <laughs> That can't run. That's my child. You can't be hitting my... Even though it's yours as well. Yeah. You're actually putting him in danger. Like, you've got bruises, and that could lead to bigger issues for us. So, that's nah, true. it's not on. What about discipline outside of parents? I mean, because it's not... It's not a, a new idea that, like... My dad used to tell me that his dad's friends would beat him sometimes That's if he not, was wrong. That can't run. That can't run? That can't not run. in today's nope. society? Nope. So, <laughs> Next question. <laughs> it's not happening. It's, so, I, so I'm looking after your child one day. Yeah. I step out, go bath and whatever. I come back. He's like broken my TV or something. And he's clearly there laughing about it. You're not going to be there to collect him for like four hours. What am I supposed to do? You handle it differently. You're not putting your hands on my child. Fair enough. That's not on. <laughs> I'm happy that we crossed this bridge now. Because it might have come you up. You think you're few... staying with my... No way. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. That's so... not your child, bruv. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know. We'll... Surely you could get arrested for that. For hey, if you were to call the police, yeah. yeah but what, you'd call the police. What know. if it was a babysitter? That's a bit different. Because a babysitter... Is it worse? They're supposed to be, have some authority, aren't they? Because a lot of the time, babysitters aren't 
closely associated with you. You might hire them for a service. That's like saying, say a teacher disciplined your child in that way by hitting them. It's the same, it's the same thing as a... That, the Up until the late... I think in public schools, it was the late 70s where it was um, criminalised. Yeah, and then like in private schools, it was like... used to hit them with and canes and stuff. Yeah, like sticks, yeah. rulers and whatnot. I mean, but there's what? a history of it, but there's a reason why it's not a thing anymore. Why isn't it a thing anymore? Because it's wrong. <laughs> it's as simple as that. So, like, you, so you think it's just as black and white as that? It's just wrong? I, personally, yeah. I think it's wrong to be hitting children when they're not yours. It's a bit different when they're your children. I wouldn't say hitting children, but disciplining yeah, in discipline that way. Yeah, discipline in that way. I don't think anyone else should have that power to do that. I guess. Well, the thing about it, though, I'm sure if you were to ask a lot of people from that generation, they would say that they were better for it. And I, I know for a fact, actually, because in my teacher training module that I'm doing, mm. um, there's <laughs> quite a few people actually want it brought back. What, teachers? Corporal punishment, that's what it's called. I mean, I, I don't know. See, I don't know why I stand that's it. That's the thing. In People school, think did... it's better because that's what they were used to when, going, when growing up. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's just, they're just stuck in the time there. Like, that's what they're used to. And it worked well for them. Who's saying the new punishments that we have now, where it's not more about physical abuse, well, I won't say abuse, but physical discipline. Yeah. Who says that's not working now? But, but what punishments do we have? That's the thing. Naughty step, innit? <laughs> naughty step. You go on the naughty step, they're just going to check their Instagram followers. Take away their technology. <laughs> if you take away the things they like and you talk to them, like, it's the way you talk to them. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's enough. I've, I've worked with children for, um, I don't know, since I was, what, 16, so a long time now. And I'm working on this theory that children um, only gain humanity at the age of 14. Have you tried dealing with young kids, Connor? You can't talk to them. Mm. You cannot talk to them. I was, where was I? Um, and I was working at some school uh, about a year and a half ago. That was year, it was like year two. How old are you when you're in year two? Uh, Is that five, six, seven? I think it's, is it six, seven? I think it's six, six or seven, something like that. But it was, there, there was nothing I could do in terms of talking to them. Obviously, I didn't have the desire to hit them. Like, I didn't want to put them on my knee. But there's just nothing you can do. And if I was a parent and they're at that age, because they're really rowdy at that age, if, you know, if, if they have that energy, what, what, can, <laughs> what can I do it's, it's, I mean, it's the old Jamaican saying, those who can't hear must feel. There's a variation of this saying in, in every language. I mean, you know, in every culture. Those who can't hear must feel. You can't talk to them at that age. However, pain is a universal language. So it's, Just it sounds weird as things they like or like... But when they're that young, they don't even understand it. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, they won't understand. Okay, so say you're teaching a class full of 20 kids. Yeah. Six, seven. And, like, there's an activity that everyone wants to do. Like, say all the boys want to go outside and play football, but one of them is misbehaving. Mm. But I say, because of the way you behave, you're not going to play unless you start to behave now. I guarantee that kid will learn how to behave. It's like, if you take away the thing that they want to do or the things they like, they'll learn that what they're doing is wrong. 
when when I was teaching Taekwondo um, at this school, I, I had a kind of similar experience. The kid was being rowdy, so I said, sit on the bench. You're not involved in this next section. They were upset, whatever. It looked like they were learning. When they come back in, what do you think happened? The exact same stuff. I mean... Then you do it again. Until it gets... Do you know what the head. definition of insanity is, Connor? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, because my whole point is, we're, we're, talking, we're talking about this from the viewpoint of semi-functional adults. Hmm. If, I'm, if you do something to me, Connor, and I take away your iPhone or whatnot, you know what you've lost. You know why I've taken it. And you know what to do in order to get it back. And you would know... As an adult, okay, if I do that again, that's going to take my stuff. Kids, they're not... I mean, I'm, I don't even know if they see colour. I mean, like, like uh, I'm pretty sure kids are like... You know how dogs are colourblind? I, <laughs> I don't can, even... <laughs> they can see colour, yes, they can. <laughs> I don't even know if they understand. They just know that my finger's gone for a short period of time and it's coming back. However, if, if, you, um, if you learn to associate pain with the action... It's like trading. Having a child is like trading the dog in many ways. Okay. You got. You know. So. You know how you make the dog sit. You got to put his head down and whatnot, and then eventually it just knows. Oh, when I do this, I get a treat, and if I when I, if I do this, I get hit. I don't know. That's that's just um. That's just how I look at it, in my opinion. But um. Okay. So. Oh, go on. Ten years time, you yeah. have your first child. I will write you okay. Yeah, 10, 15 years, and I'm babysitting your child. Yeah. And I hit him because he misbehaves. How is that running? First thing I'm going to ask you is why. What did he do? Because he broke my dishes. Like, he just took a plate, chucked it on the floor, because he didn't get what he wanted. Hmm. That's a bit mad still. I think I'd appreciate a phone call first. Like, call me. Call me like, Zach, this kid is bugging out. So he grabs the plate. Yeah. Say you're on holiday. Well, not you got a business meeting in another country on a flight. Right. He grabs a plate, he breaks it. Yeah. And I'm like, how do I deal with this? I really want to hit this child. <laughs> and I mean that in the nicest way possible. So I phone you up. Yeah. You're not ringing. You're not answering your phone. I'm not answering the phone. And I just like, you know what? I think he'll approve of this. So I hit him with my belt. <laughs> I lash it across his back. Across his back? You got Toby from Roots. <laughs> you got me. You got me whipping. Whoa, it. he gets he gets hit somewhere, innit? Okay. I mean, if it, if it's if it's on the bum, I think that's fine. And he's crying like balling. I when he comes, when cry. you come back, he's like, "Don't leave me with this guy again." He hit me. Then I'm a see. That's the thing. How old is he? What six? Like? Yeah, seven. seven All right, years. seven. If he said that to me. I'm gonna come to you. I'm gonna say, Connor, what's he talking about? And I'll be like, I hit him because he was misbehaving. Fair enough. That's bullshit. Um, no, huh? no, uh, that, that is not true. <laughs> you would not accept it like I that. I think I would. I honestly think I would. If and he deserved it, punishment fits the crime. No, I've punishment is down to the parent in some way. In terms of physical punishment, I will never let another person hit my. Child I guess what it should be like a direct relative, and I say like my, say my mum is babysitting my child. Mm. That's different. She can do what she likes. What I think, what about if you had the discussion prior? That that changes things, doesn't it? So they got complete control. Like, before I left, I was like, Connor, do whatever you need to do. Colleagues rowdy. So that means I got permission to punch him in the face well, if I really wanted to. That's crazy. So <laughs> I'm talking about within within reason. 
do what you have to do. All right, so what's the limit? I think if he's seven, I think a belt is the limit. Okay. I mean, you don't have to go outside and break off a stick. But <laughs> I think a good spanking. I, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't think I'll hit my child in the face. No. But so, I'll spank him. I'll say spank if him I too. spanked him and then I made him do a bunch of chores for me. <laughs> Like basically, well, for you, yeah, for me. For, so like you, in my, say he stay around my house. <laughs> I'm like, right. So because of this, you're getting hit, and then you got a mow of grass. <laughs> like fold my clothes. So I'm so I'm coming home, and he's gonna be in like an apron. That's and like, what I <laughs> Cooking it's up like, eggs. There's different levels. <laughs> well, I don't. But obviously, there's different levels to everything. Well, some people will take take it for. I mean, they could make it illegal, and some people are still gonna beat their kids. It's like. It's, you've got you've got to know, but I think within reason, it's all acceptable. It's all acceptable to me within reason. If if the child deserves it, it is what it, it is what it is. I wouldn't I wouldn't really mind. But we'll come back to this topic later. So I just want to talk about some other stuff. Just general news. Um, this, yeah, this child hitting thing is actually pretty interesting. I was supposed to have people calling up, but I forgot to remind them. So I don't know how that's gonna go. In fact, Connor, while I'm going through these news stories, would you mind hitting up a few people, seeing if they want to call in? Mm-hmm. And we'll try and get that popping. Um, what was I going to talk about? So there's this... You've probably heard about this one, actually. It's this West Ham recruitment manager. You, see, you heard about yeah, that? Yeah, Connor it came out yesterday, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I think yesterday, a few days ago. Basically, he's the recruitment manager for West Ham. Um, so, you know, like scouting and, and all that stuff. And he sent out emails saying we don't want no more African players because they're, what do you say, they're rowdy, disruptive. Well, no, keep in mind, West Ham, it's a London club. And, you know, London has more black people in it than most parts of England. I think literally pretty much all the black people are here. Well, I say here. I'm in Coventry right now, um, where there's quite a few black people, actually. But um, he was suspended... I'm not sure if he's fired yet. Do you think he should get fired for that, Connor? Yep. You think he should? 100%. That's true. Well, I guess there's not much of an argument here then. It's <laughs> like, what he said is just, it's just it's racist. Like, it is racist. Okay. There's no other way to say it. I'm going to play devil's advocate then so we can have the discussion. So so you still, you obviously think he should be fired. Yeah, he said that there should, he doesn't want to hire black players because of the attitude and like, yeah. the, they're rowdy. Yeah, go on. Well, Again, I'm playing devil's advocate because I do think he should be fired. However, um, I'm going to, yeah. He never specifically said, like, I, I just don't like them. He, he, he listed off reasons. And from what I understand, the club history with he- West Ham, they have had some players um, of that descent who have caused like, trouble in a locker room. I mean, would you count Paye as black? He's not really. He's French, but he's like, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what with his situation, he clearly caused quite a, a lot of dissent in the in the locker room. So, you could just say maybe they've just had enough of that. Well, that's one player. Like, say, the thing is, when you think of West Ham's team at the moment, yeah, it's a very mixed bunch of players. Yeah, so to have is. someone who represents your club say that about not wanting to hire more black players, how does that make those players feel? It's like, wow, so you don't want to bring in more players like us because we set a negative example, like it's a negative experience. Mm. When you think about it, it's it's not even about ethnicity, it's about the player. 
You yeah, know, race, players of every different race. Some might be more calming. Some might be more like it might be a negative experience in the change room and stuff like that. Like it's just not it's not just black players. So for him to identify African players like that, that's just racist. It's no other way to look at it. Well, I'm just seeing now that he actually was sacked like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> good, <laughs> but yeah, good on him. It, it is a terrible thing. Like you really can't get away with that, but I'm, but I'm reading now. He said, um, I think this is him talking. Da, 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 da. Oh, this is David Moyes. Um, but he said, my first signing at Everton was Joseph Yobo. Went to his testimony in Nigeria. So this is basically the I've got a lot of black friends speech. <laughs> pretty much, There's, there is a there is a there is quite a lot to talk about in terms of this, but. I don't know if we want to get too deep into that. Well, you know what was what I've always wondered. There's not a lot of Asian play like English Asian players. No, there isn't. Um, Some people have actually said that that's racism as well. Because I was I was listening to uh, Radio Five Live the other day, and they were they were talking about a similar topic, and. Um, you know, you always got the people that call in and like, oh, you know, it's just about quality. That's not as good. But other someone else called in presenting the facts that these players are just as good, but it's just that the scouts don't really go to those areas and they're not they're not as well invested. And I just like, do you reckon something needs to be done? Like, how do you regulate this? How? And because it's a, obviously a talent based sport, do you really do you want to force people to? Like, do you need affirmative action for sports, basically? Um, I think that if the player is talented, it doesn't matter what ethnicity they are. It's like, it's... They shouldn't just push for more Asian players just mm. because there is, there's a lack of them. If they're good, they're good. So they get hired. I think that's how it should be. So what, what if... So let's say it's all about talent. What if the whole sport with just, like, white people. You Would you think there was an issue with that? But they were clearly... They, they were the best in the world, but there was just no black player, no other ethnicity. That mm. Would you be comfortable watching that? I mean, if there's evidence that no other players from other ethnicities live up to the grade, then... I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. I wouldn't... Honestly, it would be hard to watch, but it's like, I get it. If they're clearly superior... And there's only superior room. people. No. You know who else talk about superior people? One young Adolf Hitler. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. If they're actually good at the sport, better than everyone else, better than everyone else, then I get it. But it's it's, it's it's a toughie. I mean, maybe there should be just like some because it's the, it's, the, it's it all comes down to the scouting networks, really, because they're the people who pick the players from the ground up. So maybe. I mean, because we have, like, constituencies for voting and whatnot. Every area, you have places to vote and you know who you're voting for. So I guess it would do, like, the, the FA good to set up Sky Networks everywhere so that that way we know that the best players are being pulled out because, for all you know, there could be the next, like, Ronaldo, but he's in Ilford and no one's, no yeah. one's scouting him. It's weird. Yeah, there needs to be a fair network of scouting. Like, it needs to take in consideration multiple locations, like I think they do now. 
Mm. So, so you get players from all across all England. Across. Like, you never know where they're going to come from. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, how many? Actually, yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. But, right, moving on. Next one. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tiptoe around this because I don't want to... I, I, I already make girls angry a lot of the time. Um, this one is this, uh, it's kind of a like feminist type thing. But I'm just going to present the facts of the story and then we'll have a discussion about it. So recently, these, um, it's happened in two places. Well, well, Formula One, they've abolished the grid girls. So you know when like, you win the Formula One, they get the champagne, they pop it, and then the girls are there. Yeah. Formula One have gone rid of that. People have been um, complaining about that. And <coughs> also, in the darts, um, they used to have, which I used to always find funny because you'd have like, I mean, darts players, they're all ugly and like, fat and old and, then and stuff. The and then they'd be walking out yeah. with these glamorous girls. But um, there was a feminist organization, I can't remember which one, but they complained about the darts one, and all those girls got fired. And this grid girls one, uh, they, Formula One have not, they haven't specifically said it was because of feminism why they're abolishing it, but many people are assuming it's because of the pressure being put on by these groups. So. There's, I mean, instantly you've got two camps. You've got the people who say, oh, these feminists are out of control um, and they're putting women out of jobs that they chose. And then you've got people saying, well, it's a demeaning role and men don't have to do these sorts of things. So why should women? So where do you land on that spectrum? Um, I get both sides, but I'm more in support of getting rid of the role. Getting rid of the role. Yeah, it, it's because it is demeaning. Like, really, what are they doing? They're just there for show. Like, they're not actually looked at as anything but eye candy. Mm. And it's like, they're surely they're more than that. It's true. I mean, again, personally, I I, I agree with um the abolishment of them. I do think it's demeaning. But there are quite a few good points for the other side, which I'm going to try and make. Number one is... Um, I don't even... Is there even female F1, first of all? Is that a thing? No. Uh, Kevin's saying no, so quote him on that. But, um... <laughs> but that yeah. leads to the and question, then, why, is, uh, why isn't there one? Surely... I'm, I'm not going to say nothing about female drivers. But, <laughs> um, you know, and those fast cars. You never know. Uh, but with the female darts, for example, let's say, Connor, you're a, you know, young woman. Uh, you've been liking darts your whole life and whatnot. And you get onto the female dart circuit, you'd quickly realize, because we're assuming you're a beautiful girl, you'd quick, you'd quickly realize you'd make a lot more money walking out behind Michael Van Gerwen than you would playing the darts. So, is it not a logical choice? That just shows how corrupted the system is. That is a good point. The actually. fact that I could get paid more for literally doing nothing. Yeah just to be eye candy than to be an actual professional in the industry, like the male athletes. Well, like, some people would get... say that it's because maybe no one watches the female ones. I don't watch how, any darts, to be honest. How can you watch but... what's not on TV? Like, you point. don't see it. You don't see a push for it. So so you reckon they um should do a better job at like promoting, putting it out there? Definitely. I mean, be- to be fair, it is, it is darts. It's not like the speed and power of a man is going to be like... It doesn't really change the sport. The, the standing still and throwing things. Yeah. 
feel, um, I'm going to use the example of um, women's football. So, okay. you know, the World Cup or the Euros. Yeah. Like, England's women's team done quite well, and it was on BBC Three. Like, I was actually watching it. It was quite entertaining. Mm. It's like, it's, it's football. Like, it's still the same stuff. Yeah. But you just don't hear about it or see it because it's never on TV. Like, for example, the whole World Cup was covered on... I believe BBC Three or one of those channels. BBC Meanwhile, <laughs> exactly you're, that says it all. Meanwhile, the men's football is covered on BBC One, Sky Sports, BT Sport. You can't, you can literally see it everywhere. Like it's a wide coverage. Meanwhile, women's football, you don't see it. So there's, not, there's not a push for it. Like it's it true, could actually. be good. It could be good. You just don't know. I mean, did you know actually that the women's USA football team? The men's team earn way more than them, even though the women's they're US... better. It's like they're, <laughs> they're like one of the, the best, best teams, teams in, the, in the world. In yeah, women's football. Meanwhile, the men's team is. So why? So why do? You, why do you think these things aren't as like? Why do you think people aren't interested? They haven't really had an opportunity to get interested in it in a way. Because what do you mean by get interested? Because right. it's fo- we all know we already know the rules. We already know what teams we support. We already know what countries. Why is it that more people don't just watch women's football? Because it's a lot harder to access. Like, it's not regularly on TV. So do you honestly think it, if it was shown the same regularity as, like, the Premier League and all of men's football, that it would do similar numbers? Not similar, but better numbers. Because... Like, be, there would be a high interest in it. When is the Women's World Cup? Uh, I'm not too sure. I think it's, like... A, about half a year after the men's one, like so, they're not at the same time. It's like a bit after. Oh, so, so it doesn't. So they, they, they might as well broadcast. That's it. what I'm saying. It's they not like well. it's on at the same time, like prime time. So it's just overshadowed. Okay. It's like it was literally on when nothing else was on. <laughs> like they just do it to like fill up the schedule space. And I think if there's a bigger push, like yeah. it goes back to like schools and stuff. If there was a bigger push for more women and girls to do sports, like, to actually play sports. Say they enjoyed sports. If there was, like, proper leagues, teams. Yeah. I think there would be a bigger interest in it. So, so, so you're for abolishing these demeaning roles. Yeah. Even if it means putting working women out of a job, because that was, that was the one thing with the, the darts. Now, these women, with no fault of their own, are now jobless. Yeah, that's rough, because... They do choose to take those roles and it's paying their bills. They might enjoy what they do. So for everyone to be saying they should get rid of them, have they actually heard what the women think and if they enjoy their type of work? It's, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a slippery slope because yeah. obviously in today's society, we're all about free speech and giving people choice. And yet here we are eliminating choice. Mm. So... You know, for yeah, for all we know, those dark girls could have loved loved it. They could have woke up every morning. I'm gonna go oil myself up today and walk a old guy down the aisle. But um, it but, but yeah, uh, okay. Moving on, I'm trying to see what else there is now. Okay, I found out a disturbing statistic today. Actually, mm-hmm. it's um, it was about mental hospitals. Did you know that last year? Or this year, I can't remember which one, I need to double check the statistic, but tasers were used 56 times in in, in mental hospitals. 56 times in a day, week? No, like in like a, a year. A year? 
So what? I didn't even know tasers were. What do you need tasers for in a mental hospital? You don't find that disturbing. I mean, that's the type mm. of stuff that's in like a, a horror game. It is, but say you need to restrain someone or need to control them. Like say they might be going through distress and they act. They're, I wouldn't say acting out, but you get what I mean. Like yeah, they uh, might be overreacting or okay. Real quick, I've got the way. I've got the actual statistics. So, um, six months ago they started recording the figures. Mm-hmm. And in that six months, tasers have been fired off 58 times. So so six months ago from now is what? Six months ago. August, I think, August, September? Wow, September. Yeah. It seems like September was yesterday. It's February now, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. since September, 58 times. And four of those occasions were on people under 17 years old. Mm-hmm. And once with a 15-year-old. So, I mean, these people are obviously there to get help. Yeah, that's... I mean, it. there's got to be other other ways. I assume there's a reason, though. Like, is it... I'm thinking there must be other ways, but what ways? Just restraint. I mean, if... Imagine if... Okay, so say about two people are holding them down and they're still squirming. They're still, like... Then get I more get... people. I mean, it, it, imagine kind of you, you had like a, a relative or whatnot that you knew had mental health issues and they they sought help, they're in an institution, and then you're finding out that they're getting tased. Yeah, that's, it's, a, bit, it's a, that's bit, a bit rough. Cause yeah, it's a bit wrong. I mean, it's necessary. And obviously these, again, we were talking earlier about punishment fitting the crime. When, if you're in a mental health um, hospital... You're not really in the right position to be like, you don't really know what you're doing, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So so these are people that are probably disorientated and they're getting tased. It's a, when I read that, I thought I thought that was um, horrible, personally. It's a bit much, like, it's not easy to think about. Yeah, it is. Yeah, those it's, children. Hmm? They're children getting tased. It's yeah, some, some of them are, some of them are kids as well. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean... Some of these people are just so trigger happy. It's like they can't. Some certain people, I think there needs to be a lot more vetting when it comes to hiring like security guards and you know police officers and whatnot. Because again, I've been in situations um, with with police before where it's like you can tell they're just waiting. They're waiting to do something. They're waiting to pull out pepper spray or or to tase you. Uh, it, so, certain people, you give them a little bit of power and it just goes. Straight to, their, straight to the head. Mm. Speaking of power going to people's head, this is a politics show, so I'm going to talk about politics a little bit. Um, Theresa May, she recently, because this whole Brexit talk thing has been going on for a while, and I'm starting to fall into the camp of Brexit means Brexit, which is uh, basically, I didn't want Brexit, I didn't vote for it, but... It's been voted. It's been voted for now. And if we are a democratic country, then what the people actually vote on should happen. True. Um, so, from from what the news is telling me, the talks been going on, going back and forth, back and forth. And Theresa May is saying now it's going to be twenty twenty, but there have been rumors leaking that it's going to be a lot longer. At what point it, it just needs to be like, just get it over and just done with. Done. But but the the issue with that is. Is um 
like, because there's a lot of laws and rights that has come associated with being in the EU, as you'd imagine, um, like traveling and whatnot. You know, not because if 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 we do a, a full-on Brexit, like we just completely, completely just cut away from the EU, then we're gonna need like a visa to go Spain and and stuff like that. But what Theresa May said recently is that uh, any people who... So from March 2019, if you've been in the UK less than five years, you will not have the same rights as someone who's been in for longer than that. So that would be 2014. So if you were an immigrant, 2014, you migrated over here legally, you, there's a chance you might lose your place in the UK. What do you think about that? Um, wait, so you could repeat that last part again. So it's um, basically, if you immigrate into the UK from 2014 afterwards, yeah. once Brexit goes through, there's a chance that you might lose your place. That's horrible. It is, it is quite bad. I mean, again, I believe Brexit means Brexit. We need to sort this out, get out as soon as we can, now that, now that it's gone through the vote. I'd love to keep some rights, but a lot of people are saying from like the first couple of drafts, it looks like we're pretty much in the EU still. We're just going to take the name badge off, yeah. which I wouldn't mind personally, but whatever happens, I hope it happens soon. But I don't think it should um, work retroactively to people who have gone through the right paths you know, to become a UK citizen. I think the cutoff should be well, the only reason she's putting the cutoff out there is because basically it's not going to happen anytime soon. So, but they still want people to stop coming. So yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, discourage it, I think yeah, it's discouraging. Yeah, discouraging. So it's like they're trying to discourage people to like come now. Yeah. So, so there's no point in you coming now because you're not going to be here for long. Exactly. That's that's pretty much the point she's she's trying to make, which is again, I dis I disagree with completely, but um. Just whatever it takes to get it done. Just get it over with. I'm, I'm sick of reading about it still. Uh, honestly, it, I think we might actually be on track to um, have another, what's the word, referendum. Because yeah. I think it's becoming increasingly clear that the people who did vote for Brexit kind of regret it and that, and, and that the, the current government in power is not, really it's great based on lies like a lot of people like i was reading i was listening to an actual radio show about this topic and a lot of people voted to leave because yeah. of what it would do for the nhs like mm-hmm. how all of this money would go to the nhs and that's i can get why people would vote for that that's a positive thing but where's this money it's like they backtrack on what has been promised <laughs> in fact i read that we're going to be in more debt exactly so <laughs> what is I mean, there were so many things and they've literally lied they, they, yes, point. they right. did lie and they 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 marketed it towards the, the the common man i say that with quotes they marketed it towards the common man who's I've had to get these people out of my country. I mean, these lot really thought that the day after the vote came through, <laughs> everyone would just be yeah, everyone would be sent off on, on a ship. And stuff. <laughs> Nothing. There's <laughs> literally been no progress. Like, what's changed? There's been then? there's been no progress. They because they've been at a standstill. Because I don't know what people thought. They thought the EU were just gonna roll over and say you can do all of this. The e- the EU don't want us. They said if you want to go, go. But we still want deals because we want, we want again, we want to trade deals, 
want visas and, and whatnot. We, I mean, there's so many things that, that we've come to expect now living in this European society where if we were to cut completely, we'd regret it. We'd, re- we'd really regret it and we'd feel it almost instantly. So basically, my point is the, the fact that she wants to stop anyone um, who came here from 2014 onwards from getting in that just shows that they're, they're going to drag this thing out. And I com- I'm completely against that. I either, get it, I either get it over with or call another referendum because I feel like if there was another one, it would... The result would definitely yeah, be different. It would be a landslide. All right. Let's touch on a, a bit of gossip. Well, actually, is it even gossip, really? Um, nah, it's not even gossip. No, we won't do that topic. We'll do something else. This, this whole BBC gender pay gap thing. It's a big thing that's happening recently. I wasn't aware of that. Well, uh, basically, uh, I cannot remember her name. I'm going to look it up right now. But there was a BBC... Um, there was a study into BBC and they revealed a list of, I think it was the top 200 earners. And um, only a third of them were women. And even less were black. That's a different... No, that's a different discussion. But obviously, when the media has a choice between going with the race topic or the gender topic, they, they go with the gender one. So it's all about the gender one. Um, and there's this woman, she was a top like news presenter for years. Then unfortunately, she had cancer, so she took a... Uh, what, paid leave? Or... Yeah, just like she took leave. Then she came back and they, they moved her over to the Shanghai office where she's been ever since. But... But she was a big deal, apparently. Like she was like on TV, everything. Like you, you saw her. Mm-hmm. But then it got revealed that she's earning significantly less than somebody who's working in England. But, uh, but they've only been there for like three or four years. So now, when I was I was listening to some radio personalities, and, and some people have different views. Some people are saying, obviously, if you're working for the BBC in like Westminster you're going to be getting paid more than if you're in China. Mm-hmm. Other people are saying, well, what about the fact that she's clearly an established presenter? She's a big name for the BBC. Doesn't that get you any any sort of pull? And it, it almost seems like people are trying to distract it from the gender issue by saying um, it's because, it's because she's location. in China. Mm-hmm. What, Gen- do you, what do you think? I mean, it's obvious just to do with gender. Men get paid more than women, whether we like it or not, whether it's fair or not. It is mm. what it is. It happens across businesses all around the country. It's just, I don't know. It's like there's no, I don't really know what to say. Like it's a, it's a known thing. <laughs> it's it's not going to get thing. solved anytime soon. It doesn't look like. I don't really understand should. why though. If there's it's no, the same... there's literally no reason why. Well, Apart looking at it from an, an employer's to, point of to view. Pretend, like, the main thing I can think of is women could potentially get pregnant. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. They're going to have an extended period out of work. Yeah. Nine months. Well, more than this a year, isn't it? So Yeah, you can get um, paid matern- it's maternity leave. So it's yeah. like, well, I think it's up to a year. Up it depends to a year. what company it is. It could be like half a year, a year. Which but, is a long time, but... Even still, I don't think that's not, a good enough reason. It really isn't. To, for the inequality in Bay, it's ridiculous, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it is, it is quite ridiculous. But the thing is, because so this, this is what confused me about society. 
on the one hand, we'll be completely, completely liberal. And I mean, you know, half of the show's talking about not being kids. But then we've still got these clearly old-fashioned ways of doing things. So what, what's the solution to, to all this? How do you get society on the right page? How do you get everyone on the same page? I don't know. Because everyone's going to think differently. I honestly want to know what people think. Like, why they think men should get paid more than women. Like, if there's any reason. Well, uh, let, let's, try and, let's try and think about this. So, um, and we, we are coming to the end of the show now, fellas. So, um, I'll be wrapping it up in a minute. But from an employer's point of view, I'm sure... Again, I'm, I'm not, I haven't actually done the research on this, but I'm sure if you were to look at statistics of like what people like to see more, they they um they prefer men like presenting news and whatnot. I mean, actually, I do know for a fact that uh, people often prefer male voices on sat navs. I guess they just they, really yeah, it, it's true. People prefer male voices on Saturn, I guess they like taking orders from men. So I'm sure there are probably a bunch of statistics and numbers to support male um, presenters and whatnot. But the question has to be about whether or not it's like just right, you know, because at some point you, you, you could just take a loss and say, OK, I understand the numbers all support that I should have a male here, but. I'm just going to split it 50-50 and, you know, even take the loss. Even though I say that with nothing but men in this room. Uh, but but they'll, we're definitely going to have uh, some females on the show because there are some topics that I can't really talk about because like, I don't really understand it and I really would prefer a female's point of view. All right, so let's just uh, wrap everything up now. I was going to talk about the royal wedding, but then I realised how little I care about it. I don't care. I mean, it's, it's the FA Cup finals on that day. So it, oh, really? Not, is it? Not that we're in it personally. You won't be. Oh, no. Let's talk about We could talk about football. No, nah, I don't want to. I mean, the only thing interesting about the Royal Wedding is that the girl's kind of black. Is she what? Mixed race? Or like her mum's mixed race? She's mixed, yeah. So it's, is, is her mum light skin or is her mum mixed race? I'm not too sure. I don't really know. Something like about that. Her, but she's American, isn't she? And she's an actress. Yeah, they were like, so she won't like, be called a princess because of some long reason. But it's like I would like I would love to know the reason. I can't it think was, of one thing. The, yeah, I wonder why. Make but I don't know, they, and they were pretty. Yeah. They were pretty. Like, I've never seen that announced before. It was this convoluted reason as to why she won't be referred to as a princess. But it is what it is. All right. So the last segment is called the hot take of the week, which is my just thoughts on something that stuck to me this week, and. This week, is, uh, I'm going to be talking about parenting techniques. So my hot take is, hit your kids. <laughs> hit them. Yeah, yeah, the show's cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> hit your kids. <laughs> Again, it's called a hot take for a reason. It's quite flagrant. But uh, I say hit your kids. Because these are out of control now. Out of control. You've got kids telling the parents, shut up. I mean, there's, there's too much equality. No. There is the kid. Kids. How can there be too nowadays? Much nowadays. No. Nowadays. No. It's almost as if the kid is this reasonable person that you should cherish and whatnot. No, you're molding. Listen, kids are like a stubborn horse. You have to break them. That's just uh, wrong. 
That's up wrong. until they're like 10, 11. I honestly don't think they become functional humans until they're like that is 10, 11. That is a lie. Name a six-year-old who's a functional human. So what makes someone a functional human? Um, having access to reason, logic. Those, those are two things. So basically, kids don't what have you're them. saying is that kids can't think for themselves. Like, they've, there's no they're like, control over what they think. Uh, have you ever heard those stories about someone who takes a holiday and they don't feed their dogs for two weeks and they come back and the dogs eat them? Mm. I am almost certain if you switched out dogs for two six-year-olds, you come back, those kids are either dead or they're eating you or it's going to be some Lord of the Flies situation. They're, but anyway, that's just my hot take I of the week. I disagree. I think kids are a lot smarter than what you're giving them credit for. I can't wait in 10 years where Connor's pulling his hair out because he can't deal with his kids. Children too. are smart, you know. Like They're not they, that smart. Oh, my gosh. You're gonna they be, are. So you're going to be talking to your kid and having conversation with it. I say, oh, yeah. You, so you're <laughs> telling me that until the age of, like, what, 10, 11, 12, that a child is just okay, passive. maybe like just eight, nine, eight, they just nine. don't understand anything that's going on. No, that's wrong. Like eight, nine. Listen, that's, you got a rule for iron fist against that. You're very against so basically, that. Well, that's you my like hot you should control God. your children completely, like control over everything. Yeah, this is well. This is why I wanted to talk about that Black Mirror episode. Um, we got we got a little bit of time. We're gonna really quickly talk about this Black Mirror episode. I know you've seen it, Archangel. Yeah. So I'm gonna quickly break it down for you, lot. In this episode, uh, this this mother, she's out of the park with her kid. She loses she loses her. She bugs out. She finds her, and then um, she goes to this like it's one of these startup foundations or whatnot. And they implant this chip in the daughter's head, where it grants her it uh, lets the mother know where the child is at all times, see through the child's eyes. That's the part I have. Uh, that's the only part I had an issue with. And um and also had the ability to like blur out like violent images and stuff like that. After I watched this episode, uh, I came to the group chat, spoke to Diesel about it, and it was weird between you know, everyone had different thoughts. Personally, I think the mother did nothing wrong throughout that whole episode. I strongly disagree. Why? She is spying on her child. Would you, you if you've lost your child, you would not you would not be worried. That part I get. Like she lost her child, so she wants to make sure she knows where she is at all times. Yes. But the fact that you're watching her every experience and just spying on her, not letting her live her life is it's wrong. a little it's a it's a six year old girl. What's she gonna be doing? It's just... But I'm talking about later on in life when she became a teenager. Yeah, but um but that was because the the girl I mean, okay, so your te- so let's say your teenage kid, you have the same ability as the mother. Teenage kid is says one place they're going to be. You call up the parent, they're not That's there. That's a part of life. Come on. Think about, it's not even too long now, like five, about three, four years ago. Was we not exactly the same? Yeah. There'll be times where but I'll be I saying know- to my mom that, ah, <laughs> uh, I'm going to come home for 11 and I'm back home at one. Imagine she's watching me the whole time. That's right. wrong. My it's end of. It's a part of that. growing up. Every <laughs> child does it. Your parents done it. Their parents' parents done it. Everyone does it. You but I, 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 I definitely would put a, a GPS on my kid. No. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want the vision thing. That's too the much. GPS. They have a phone. Just phone them. At like, like four or like, five. I'm not honestly, talking about... When, I'm yeah, not talking about... At that age. Because they make these things already. Just little like... 
GPS things and then I'm not you can look it up. not a chip in my child. That's no, not a chip. But they make like little GPS like trackers. buttons and whatnot. You wouldn't put mm. a, just slip a little button in their bag. You can check when they're on their way home from school and whatnot. I'm all for it personally, but obviously Connor and I have two different parenting techniques, I guess. Yeah. And my children will come out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. With all with all that being said, guys, I really hope you enjoyed um first episode of Thinking Out Loud. I'll be back next week, seven till eight again. It was a bit it was a bit rocky. I mean, I I, I need to research my topics a little bit more. We were going off the cuff for a lot of this, but luckily, we're we're pretty good at talking over here. So, my name's Zach, Mollis Zach, on all social media. Uh, you also heard the voice of my good friend, Connor Young. He's going to be a frequent visitor, hopefully. He doesn't work If too I much. get paid. If you get <laughs> paid, we'll say, I'll pay him in peanuts. And then Kevin in the background, he said, not a peep. But it is what it is. Uh, this will also be going up on SoundCloud the day after every week. So, this episode, look for it tomorrow. Actually, I forgot my hard drive. Um... I'll find a way to get it out though. But look for this one tomorrow around the same time on SoundCloud. Um, share, you know, tell all your friends about it. Tell your mum, tell your dad. And uh, have a good night. Peace out. <laughs>